Yeah, I'm Joe Amer, CEO of uh, Outcrop Silver, and uh, our company is active in Colombia. Uh, our flagship is the Santa Ana project, and we have a very high-quality silver gold discovery there. Uh, and we just moved it to what we consider to be a, a substantial next stage of value, which is a, a maiden resource we were able to put out this week. Joe, thank you very much for the introduction. Nice to meet you. Um, I know you've done a number of interviews with Matt. This is the first time I've had the chance to get to know you and to get to know the company. Um, it seems as if I've come at a good time. You published your maiden resource uh, a week or so ago. I listened to the interview that you did with Matt back in early January, and you said it was going to, uh, you know, the resource was coming through. It was a bit delayed from Q um, from last year, and you were working on it in Q1. Um, was it a, was it a real effort to get it across the line? What you know, what what was the last few months been like for you? Yeah, you know. Um... I think there was sort of a technical uh, trade-off we made that we probably could have done, made a better decision on. Uh, people will will know that there's uh, sixty over sixty-four percent of the resource is indicated, but but people really at this stage of the project, I believe they want scale, and the best way to demonstrate scale is to do a substantial amount of inferred particularly for your maiden. That's what um, BlackRock Silver did. That's actually what La Silvercrest did. Uh, so our catch-up probably will be, uh, we're, we're happy with, very happy with the indicated uh, values, and now we really need to go for scale uh, with this next uh, uh, surge of drilling and, and put inferred uh, ounces together. When, when you look at... Um inferred resources what do you feel comfortable as a drill spacing you know what you know what's the distance in your pierce points on these structures that you're uh you're going to be targeting in your exploration going forwards you know i would say um over um over 70 percent 75 percent of the deposits or the, the veins are drilled out at uh, 20 meters or less uh for inferred i think we can go as far with the iqp we're working with now I think we can go out as far as about 50 uh, meters. And then we have what's called a unclassified at about 60 to 80 that holds together well, but it's too far away from a drill hole. When I when I looked at the resource, I noticed, of course, that it's high grade. And uh, you have put out some spectacular uh, high grade results over a kind of a, a number of meters. But um, I wasn't, you know, at a first glance, I wasn't sure what the average thickness of um the the resources can you just remind me of, of the resource you've got to date what what are you looking at in terms of an average thickness well you know um <clears throat> that was one uh, requirement for the first uh, uh resource is there's nothing less than one meter as a um as a model and then minima uh, so on average, it's probably 1.2, 1.3 meters. I, I immediately start thinking of kind of mining scenarios and, um, uh, you know, what a, what a development might look like. I, I don't know what, the, what it's like in, in Colombia, but I normally think of a kind of a minimum mining width as about 2.2 meters to get kind of mechanized vehicles in there, um, possibly even 2.4, which would potentially twice the thickness I, what when you when you look ahead what do you think of in terms of kind of a mining width of course through the the prism of uh columbia actually we use a very precise metric which is that is exactly what um the one meter zijan Barutica is long hole stope in one meter veins one meter stopes 
and they're doing that at about sixty-nine bucks a a uh, uh, a ton for mining costs. So uh, we've actually been there. We're seeing what they're doing. They're how they do it. It is some small equipment. It's uh, it, it is me- all entirely mechanized. Uh, it's much like the mechanization of of uh, some of the racu mining. We haven't included any racu mining, but it's much like uh, some of the equipment sizes that Silvercrest say is losing it. But using Los Chispas was has minimum minimum or has maximum width of one point. Uh, 1.3, 1.4 meters. Oh, interesting. Thank you. Um, the, w- can you explain to me what race view mining is um, for the, for my benefit and perhaps also for the viewers? Oh, I'm sorry. Race view mining is simply the fact is when you, it's basically simply, more simply called split shooting. Oh, typically, especially if we have very good walls uh, like we do and, and like Silvercrest does, is they will uh, drill and blow off the waste, uh, use that as working platform uh, if they need it. And then they will take out the um, ore separately. Uh, in the, is it, as, just for perspective, um, is Silvercrest used uh, racing mining for twenty four percent of their production uh, year year end year to year. You trade uh, uh, some cost for obviously for um, uh, and and um, labor, but you do you if it works for you, especially with the high uh, good high. Uh, good high quality and stability it, it is a nice trade-off to, to preserve your grade because it minimizes dilution it minimizes dilution yeah even in um uh there, there's some other race mining in segovia uh where they take and mine about a uh, half a meter vein with about uh, 0.2 meters dilution extraordinary really extraordinary um yeah it, it, it really is but they're doing it you know and and, and uh I think we, I think we actually well that would be that would be mentioned in the in the actual four three one one. What are your thoughts about um, vertical ounces per meter? I mean, um, you know, obviously when you've got a uh, a high grade resource, uh, your vertical ounces per meter is less important than when the grade is low. But um, if I um, let's say your grade is six hundred, um, it's it's equivalent roughly. To about four grams per ton gold, isn't it? Your kind of resource at the moment, it's just a bit under. Is that? Yeah, six, that's six hundred fourteen, seventy. Yeah, roughly. Well, no, it's better than that, isn't it? Uh, well, I, I mean, on, on a ratio of eighty. Um, um, if, if, oh, okay. if the, I mean, I just the, if if you take a ratio of eighty, so the gold price at two thousand and the silver price at twenty five, uh, yeah, that's okay. a ratio of eighty. Um, and uh, let's say the 640 um, grams per ton silver equivalent yeah. okay. would be. Uh, uh, so hang on, sorry. Um, uh, no, six grams a ton. Sorry, six grams a ton. I like that better. No, hang on. What am I doing? No, no, it's eight grams a ton. I'm, I'm sorry. It's my, my my fault. It's eight grams a ton. My math, my mental arithmetic is, I'm like is, that is even out. Better. Eight grams. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually it's it's just under eight grams a ton. Got it. Got it. My fault. Yeah, 64 divided by eight is eight. Um, okay, so that's that's a nice that's a nice nice grade. But um, sorry, coming back to um, vertical ounces per meter, um, your thoughts on that, please? I would say roughly vertical ounces per meter in an individual shoot. Um, they're averaging about um, I'm sorry, a vein. The vein's averaging fifty uh, fifty five to six thousand to six thousand million silver equivalent ounces. And the average depth of one of those would be currently right now only about uh, 280, 270 meters. So 
uh, it, there's a lot of uh, vertical ounces that we really haven't touched just based on uh, knowing we have a few of the outlying sheets that are that are still in mineralization at 310 meters. So, and, and how far has your resource pulled down in terms of um, the, the, the that's fallen into the resource category? Um, and the resource category? I mean, how, how deep have you gone on the veins um, within your resource? Oh, I'm sorry. The The average is only about uh, 270 meters yet. Um, to the resource indicated or inferred basically will go uh, maybe maybe 25 meters deeper than the than the than the average depth and then we have uh, some mineralization that'll go in, in two or three shoots we haven't drilled down to 320 meters still in mineralization okay so um the plan for this year then is to expand your inferred resources. I, how are you going to be doing that? Are you going to be um, taking your known known shoots and extending them at depth, or, or are you targeting other uh, veins where you might get replicate um, structures at surface? You know, what's what, what, what's the what's the approach? Yeah, well, drilling deep is slow and expensive, obviously. So I think the actual uh, from you know it only took seven veins to produce uh, 37.6 million uh, uh, ounces overall, both categories. So what we'll be doing is we'll, we'll be opening up, up the drill spacing and uh, to, um, to invert in almost all cases now. And uh, we want um, uh, the financing is going to put about net net of financing costs and net of GNA is going to put about four point seven million dollars uh, into the ground, and uh, we want to produce uh, twenty five. I'm sorry, twenty two to twenty four thousand meters uh, with that financing, and we want to see um, it produce about twelve hundred uh, silver equivalent ounces per meter drilled on this round. In comparison to about 650 per ounce meter drilled um, a project okay. to date. Okay. Um, how can you justify that step up? How can we justify the um, this? I mean, uh, I mean, how can you be spacing? confident? How can we be confident that you're going to get more um, uh, um, ounces per meter drilled than you did before? Uh, because basically, drilling all that indicated. Uh, it, I mean, the the one real value of it was to give us an extreme not good knowledge of the character of the shoots and their variability, uh, so that we know if we know that um, if we were able to produce on average 650 ounces per meter uh, indicated, roughly speaking, we can open up the pattern. Um, we had and, and then drill uh, more numerous targets that we have. We have up to a dozen other targets with kilogram type silver. Is to drill those shallower, uh, dr only drill enough in uh, quote uh, indicated category to understand the 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 rake in particular of the shoots, and then go to can it go to inferred category. Okay, got it. And um, tell me about the the geology here. I mean. W w when you talk about the <clears throat> the characteristics and the variability, what, what what are you looking at? What what are the kind of the the factors that get, that get involved? Um, very little uh, post mineral faulting. Uh, at least three phases of of uh, mesothermal and epithermal combined. 
Um, one thing that's done for us is is, is is essentially everywhere it's rehealed the vein if there was any fact fracturing. Um, and then what we found is that uh, typically is a fairly consistent southwest, or I'm sorry, it's, uh, northeast rake within the vein, um, and the the, um, the the veins almost on a on a regular basis they show up every every 300 or 400 meters along the the vein structure, and then in some in some areas. Uh, Sorry, so just, just, just um, when you talk about a rake, do you mean that there's a plunging chute within the, the plane of the vein, which has got uh, richer and kind of um, thicker characteristics? I'm, uh, yeah, maybe I should have used plunge. Um, the, uh, actually, the whole vein has good contouring. Um, the limits to the, to the chute, I'm sorry, the, the whole the chute, all the chutes have good grade contouring. The limits to them are, are almost invariably a pinch out of the structure, look where the dilation zone. But then the whole shoot, uh, you know, they average from 100 meters to 250 meters uh, a long strike, and almost all of them uh, will have that consistent northeast plunge to the shoot within the plane of the vein, uh, and uh, it, it's as regular as, as the spacing of the vein. So there's a real uh, periodicity of the of the actual shoots in exploration, and basically the direction to drill as you go deeper. And you mentioned the word mesothermal, which kind of to me indicates that there's some perhaps there's quite a lot of vertical continuity on these things, and um, you seem to have got a structural pattern here. Um, do you see any grade variation with depth? Uh, do you see any um, yeah, well, uh, or, or or metallurgical? difference between the kind of the gold and the silver ratio there there may be a barely perceptible uh, ratioing of gold to silver in some places uh you'll see some gold uh higher gold at, at uh, higher levels um the metallurgy is almost consistently um uh very very similar across across all the shoots it's uh 90 percent uh free gold or 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 particulate gold, and then it's uh, 4% coarse electrum, 4% wire silver, and then about 88% is in uh, uh, in canthite um, silver, which is, so it's a very easy and, and uh, nice uh, flow chart. And I'd like to say within the zero to 300 meter that we know of, we've seen very little variability except for gold-silver ratio. Um, and does that vary with depth, or is it just it just varies slightly along different shoots? It, it varies more along different shoots. I can't uh, ascribe it exactly to uh, depth, except it seems to be uh, the if if you have a higher gold-silver ratio, uh, you'll typically see it nearer surface. So higher gold at surface. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, so uh, uh, you're, you also just put out some news about a capital raise. Uh, you're looking to raise $6 million with a, with a full warrant and it's open. So if you get more interest than that, you can take it. What was the kind of thought process behind the timing? Was it uh, let's get the resource out and then um, once we've got something that you can put on the desk and say, look, this is what we've got, then you do the capital raise. Was that pretty much it? Yeah, I mean, we we felt an obligation to the market to get that resource out before we um, tried to do any raise, so that people would you know would 
would have their position on on the quality of the property and the amount of ounces and what they wanted to see. We, we didn't want to do a raise before uh, that resource statement was out. And uh, w- what was your cash position beforehand? I mean, um, at the end of the, I guess, I guess the the quarter is probably the last reported cash position, isn't it? Uh, the re- last reported cash position, I think, was uh, one point. Two, 1.3. And that corresponded with the end of March or the end of um, December? Tenure uh, frame March. March. Good. So they, so you're, um, you know, you want to do uh, 20,000, 22 to 24,000 meters of drilling. You need the money. Um, what's the reception been like? You know, what's what? What have your uh, either existing shareholders or new new shareholders um, said with with regard to the uh, the marketing so far? Uh. Well, I think it's a it's a mix of um, you. You always have some people disgruntled with dilution, uh, even though it's the only way to take a project forward, especially as a junior explorer. Uh, but the uh, there's there's a lot of demand. So I, when I get off the phone, I'm I'm replying to people uh, because of uh, there's this bullishness around the the silver price because they're concerned about the uh, <laughs> the bank failures in the U.S. or perhaps something like that. Um, I'm not sure the cause, except for um, ev- evidence of uh, the uh, last raise we did. All those people involved are quite happy. Uh, so I think we're seeing the return of those people uh, that have, uh, uh, the, if nothing else, they have faith in the, the management, uh, myself directly and our VP of exploration and our, and our executive chair. Um, and... And then I think it's, uh, I mean, I think I think probably overall it's the second highest uh, grade worldwide in the indicated category at 615 grams. I think uh, I think the only I think the only better project is Las Chispas with, uh, uh, you know, that pushes a little bit or is, is towards about uh, a little over 1,000 indicated. I think I think people understand uh, risk and de-risking. And grade uh, certainly is a de-risker. Indicated a high indicated category is a certain de-risker of the project, and then management itself is a de-risker of the project. And and I think that we're just people find this an interesting investment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how much of the how much of your shareholder base is came in on the last raise? I mean, if if you're typically in these kinds of environments, <clears throat> one might expect a lot of support from your uh, existing shareholder base. I just and when you mentioned the fact that there, you had some good uh, interest from people who came in on the last raise, do you can you give me a kind of a rough estimate of what that um, shareholder block is within your total shares out that participated in the last raise? Is that correct? The question? Yeah, I I, I would say uh, somewhere on the, in the range of thirty percent. Yes, maybe. I don't know if you know Eric Sprott. Uh, we're, we, we're hoping he comes in again. He has 14% of the company. Otherwise, high net worth investors is a, is a large percent of the, is the investment base. In, in every capital raise, what, you always hope that you get the support from your existing shareholder base, and then you need to find a few new, um, new candidates on top. Um, to top up the raise, actually, the, the the gold price and the silver price are doing well just at the moment. Uh, it's been a pretty um, ho hum couple of weeks, but I, um, it seems as if the the precious metals are, are very much back on the agenda um, just of, of of this morning. Good, 
Good, good, good. Um, and um, is it too early to say when you're likely to get that wrapped up? I mean, you presumably want to get it done as quickly as possible so you can get the drills turning. Um, I don't know if there's a closing date in, in the release or not, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to guess, you know, no more than than uh, May 12th or something like that. Um, you mentioned uh, in your presentation the kind of the having um, a couple of rigs um possibly going two to three rigs. Do you have that rig availability? Is that something that's not a challenge for you in um, in Colombia? Uh, it's not a challenge because there's a lot of idle rigs in Colombia, actually, um, since, I mean, since probably going on four or five years or more, uh, sort of when, when things started really quiet down in Colombia. Um, I believe we have uh, two rigs on site. We are taking uh, a, a little bit of a break to, to sort of reassess the plan and uh, drill strategically with respect to uh, uh, inferred versus indicated. Uh, make basically come up with more scale of ounces, and then if we want to turn the uh, uh, the drills on, uh, we just pull it, bring in another rig. It's not very difficult. What's the What's the terrain like where you're where you're there? Do you have to um, cut trail and 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 carry the rigs in by hand? It's it's all uh, man portable. Uh, all the platforms, all the trails, all the retention ponds are built by hand. Um, it, it wouldn't necessarily have to be that way. There'd be certain areas where we, where we could do roads, but it's um, but if it's a comparable cost uh, in terms of environmental footprint on on the subsistence farms and the, and the, uh, the attitude of the people of just. You know, feeling like we're we're small and directed, and not, we're not. Uh, they don't have to worry about the water quality or, or or damage to their farms. Um, it's it's all uh, man portable and all hand labor. And do you have to get um, um, prior consultation to before you start doing exploration drilling? Is, 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 has has the legislation with the new kind of administration uh, changed the way that you go about exploration? Um, it hasn't changed substantially, although uh, you are seeing um, a, sort of a, a little bit of maneuvering in the courts um, with um, some advocates um, that, that don't favor mining. But um, basically, for once you get your environmental permit, that is your drill permit. And you have uh, like two reporting requirements regarding accidental discharge or, or, uh, or specific uh, water use to make sure you aren't taking it from from some other uh, water owner. And, um, um, but for example, we've been drilling. We've drilled sixty thousand meters under this basically one permit. The, I mean, internationally, the rhetoric against Colombia is pretty. Uh, consistently negative uh, do you feel that's unfair unfair is a good word for it also um uh, not having enough uh uh real familiarity with um colombia i mean the people that have discoveries they're they're all they're all in there for it till the end you know we are uh collective mining is eris is uh zigen is it's uh, you, you know, it's always a higher level of risk when you towards jurisdiction. But if things, but if you've made cons, uh, considerable value for your shareholders and uh, you ha and you've you've got good community support locally, um, it's still a good place to work. The the, the government is uh, in favor of mining. Uh, they've said in several platforms that they want to make sure 
benefits, uh, opportunities to our communities. We're, we're in particular working to do that. And then also they want to be part of the, uh, tr- the green metals transition economy. They want to, they want to, Columbia wants to provide um, silver, uh, copper, nickel uh, to the market, or to the market and or uh, part of the part of the um, distribution chain and other products. Does um, silver classify as a, as a critical metal for the energy transition because of its role in solar panels? Photovoltaics, yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's becoming more actually in photovoltaics all the time. Yeah. I seem to recall the, 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 the Minister of Mines, she was a, an anti-mining activist, wasn't she? She actually did a, um, a, her PhD in, in statistics or the negative statistics around mines. Is, um She's a philosopher as well, isn't she? Rather than even a, a mining person, Velez, Senora Velez. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt that um, at least for some time after the the uh, campaign, uh, uh, the 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 Petro government was still campaigning, uh, but I think they started to find it hard to actually get support for law. So um, there's been um, what there's been eight. Six, I think six significant mines permitted in Colombia in the last five years or so. Um, since this administration, Eris got their uh, environmental permit at Marmato, which was no easy task by itself, and they were able to do that under Petro. Ceramatoso, the nickel mine, got their operating permit extended eight, 15 years. So um, you, you just have to... Be, have to be aware of how to work in Colombia, how to navigate through the, the hurdles in Colombia, keep your social uh, license in good shape. And uh, for us, it's a good place to be. And one of the reasons is, and one of the reasons investors should look at Colombia would, would be that uh, you can't, I can't go in many places in the world and find a Santa Ana outcropping out of the ground. And it's the same with some of these, uh, you know, major discoveries that are, that are coming forward and, and, uh, and will continue to be. It's just, it's just a lot of low-hanging fruit. Well, um, Joe, thank you very much for the uh, introduction to your company. Good luck with the capital raise uh, in the weeks ahead, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, results from new, new veins that you'll be drilling in the in the months ahead. Okay, well, I appreciate it, Merlin.